like, I don't really feel like talking to you, so here's something that tells you I'm not mad right now. But Yeah, or just, like, you can't, like, like you can't misread a GIF. They know yeah. how you're feeling yep. right. based on the GIF, <laughs> yep. which is great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if so, we're in it. Well, secretly, I did start recording. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so we're going. <laughs> I mean, we might as well finish our conversation there. Right. I mean, me and Tori have a extremely well put together GIF program. Right. Yeah. The art gallery of gifts in my brain is extensive. Oh, like yeah. I can tell you specific gifts that I want to reply to anything. <laughs> yeah, like the yes girl with the confetti works for everything. Oh, what yeah. about like, hey Tori, we're going to Australia tomorrow. What's your first gift? If I'm asking. Oh, you, to come you know, with? Uh, bubbles from um, Trailer Park Boys yeah. yes. with the glasses that one with the big eyes just <laughs> and then the yes girl with confetti it's a two gift reply oh <laughs> yeah wow yeah we get fancy I, you it's went, getting big time she went right into it yeah you can't just settle for one gift you're going to <laughs> yeah it's a it's a full send or no send i don't take <laughs> gifts lightly so we might as well just let people know that right away yeah and like Gunner, how, how would you re- how would you rate our gifts back and forth about asking her to come on the podcast it was a solid 9.3. Ooh. I yep. think I, I like that it's noted that I was asked, you know, to be on the show through gifts. Right. And I did, in fact, respond through gifts. So. I mean, right. did you expect any less, really? I really didn't, no. <laughs> we it, basically uh, didn't even have to talk. It, I mean, it's it was more great. or less just completely gifts, and she showed up. Yeah. <laughs> and here she is. Surprise, yeah. 2 p.m., I'm here. <laughs> even uh. made it to the right house. <laughs> so... We're as, in it. Yeah, as you can tell, we got uh, Tori Knutson on the show this week. Yep, driver of the 14K 410 Sprint Car. Yep. Our episode this week is episode 14. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ties in nicely. Okay. Happy, happy to be here. Happy to be on episode 14 specifically. Honored that you asked me to, to be a part of the show. Heck yeah. We wanted to get away from uh, the late model Fender stuff for a while and get back to our sprint cars. Cause, back to the good stuff, really. Yeah. Plus, I mean, technically, you're not our first girl to be on the show because Blake did come in for an extremely quick interview. Uh, first girlfriend. First mm. guest, though. But you are our first actual guest. Plus, I mean, to top it off, you're technically a World of Outlaw driver as well. Ah. So, thank you. I Honestly, mean, super, super proud to be uh, considered a, a World of Outlaw driver, especially to to you guys, you veterans. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of crazy that uh, I'm at a point in my life where I can say that I've, you know, started with with the World of Outlaws, done a couple four wide salutes, and um, I'm trying to trying to make my way into a regular outlaw outlaw tour one of these days. What uh, what was that like? The four wide salute. I you must have had goosebumps oh, or see, something. I got goosebumps just now when you brought it up. It's Same. it's unreal. I mean, <laughs> and granted, I was in the last row of the four wide salute, but doesn't matter. <laughs> it was it was a dream come true. I mean, it was one of those moments. Honestly, uh, not to get like too deep, but where it's like you know what, like maybe maybe I do belong here, and maybe I can, you know, um, do something with this because that was kind of at a at a transition, so to say, during my quarter-life crisis, maybe, um, where <laughs> I had really no idea what I was doing. All I knew is that I wanted to go race. And uh, so we, uh, the next weekend, went and entered in the Outlaw Show at Cedar Lake. Had really no expectations. Um, 
I had only started in a few 410 shows before that because um, we weren't necessarily racing full seasons at that point. And um, we made the show and, you know, starting the four wide salute, I was like, it's kind of one yeah. of those turning points where it's like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to see right. uh, where I can take this. And did, you know, did a couple other four lights salutes after that and just trying to, you know, make progress every time we hit the track. So regardless, you entered your first World of Outlaw race and you made it into the A. Well, it actually wasn't my first World of Outlaw race. Oh. My Close. <laughs> it, uh, my first World of Outlaw race and entry was actually the Jackson Nationals. Um, so that was a uh, pretty was, stout field. <laughs> yeah, oofta to say the least. Yeah. Um, that was <laughs> humbling, very humbling experience. Learned a lot that weekend. Also, kind of had my head head hanging low, thinking, "What the heck did I get myself into?" But um, we went back to Cedar Lake, and you know, learned used all that knowledge that we learned racing with the Outlaws that one weekend, and you know, put it in the show the next time. So bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. <laughs> hey, regardless, you made the A main of a world of outlaw race. That's, yeah. I mean, you're pretty much a world of outlaw driver regardless. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I actually really like, I really like racing with those guys. Um, we only get to race with them about a dozen times a year, including the, the, uh, Knoxville and the Jackson nationals, but uh, it's always a good time when, when they're in town. Yep. Hmm. We try to make every one of them. The, yeah, the try to. Yeah. yeah, I do too. Even if I can't race, I, right. I try to be there. It's like you need to be in person. I'm not going to watch Cedar Lake from my house when it's 45 minutes away. Yeah, right. I hear you. I can't, I can't miss it. Yeah, I, same pr- thing with Granite City. It's half hour away from me. And this year I probably won't be able to race it because it's on a, it's either on a Friday or a Saturday. And it's just two completely different tracks, you know, Granite City versus Knoxville and trying to make that work on a Friday and then go race Knoxville on a Saturday would just be miserable. Honestly, it'd be way too much, but, um, uh, yeah, I'm still going to go there. (laughs) So you're a half hour from Granite City. You must have had a decent drive today then. Yeah, it was about a, about an hour and a half. Okay. You know, just straight up 94. Yeah. Not too bad then. Yeah. She was nice enough to come talk to us in person. Right. Yeah, Obviously. it just it works out better that way. <laughs> yeah, I think it definitely uh, sounds sounds a little cleaner when yeah, you do it that way. For sure. And I knew it was going to be good content talking to you guys, so I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I don't want to mess this up. Right. We're going to do this the right way." The I first mean, time. you're a pretty big deal now. You've been on the Built Two Media podcast, so yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, when gonna, you know you've made it. Yeah. As soon as I get home, we're putting that bullet point on the resume. Oh, so. you have to. <laughs> yeah. And I if will. they got anything to say, you tell them to call us. I mean, you could put our numbers on that. I resume. will. I'll put a direct direct <laughs> yeah. line. Yeah. If you if you need references what's up yeah you got two of them right please here. don't mention my uh i racing experience just five minutes what? ago but I, <laughs> I didn't see anything we were blaming on gunner yeah, yeah okay yeah <laughs> uh, what uh what did you think of the old i racing your first time um yeah so i definitely lived up to my name tornado never put a car <laughs> into the fence as many times as I just did but uh I mean it's cool it's something I've definitely always wanted to try I'm not super good at like video games or simulation literally anything but um I I can at least say I tried it now and I'm definitely going to try a couple times before I leave see if I can we'll put you in a 410 and see if you feel a little better yeah Yeah. it's uh the steering wheel is weird I wasn't expecting it to be feedback like that yeah but uh, it's it's cool, and I 
I de- it definitely makes me want to like keep trying. Right. Because I mean, it, I honestly didn't suck as bad as I thought I was gonna. <laughs> Believe it or not, I know that was ugly, but it, I was expecting worse. Yeah, we'll we'll get you figured out. <laughs> on there. We'll help you. Awesome. Appreciate well, it. It's so tough because like I don't know when you're in an actual car, you feel it in like your whole body, and then that you just have the steering wheel. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot different. Yeah, but. it it is. It's it's a little weird, like. You know, just even without the suit and the helmet and and everything, yeah. it's it's a little weird. I got some buddies that go full out, shoes, suit, really, all of it. Oh yeah. wow! I mean, they do a lot better than I do, but I ain't gonna suit up to sit in my house. I ain't telling you that <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think I'd start sweating the moment I yeah. put it on. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have fans blowing and like. <laughs> <laughs> you can have your wife yelling at you in the race yeah. Yeah. Red, red, red. <laughs> Uh, uh, your car's fucked (laughs) you might as well just go back to the living room and watch tv (laughs) easier exit though i mean for real you hit the wall you just hit escape yeah yeah Yeah, i mean that's that's pretty nice actually well there's forty thousand. you don't got to go explain yourself to a crew afterwards which is even better (laughs) well (laughs) that is true so uh I don't know, I guess switching gears a little bit, but normally we kind of have the guests um, kind of explain how they got into racing. So um, do you have a quick, you know, kind of recap of how you got into everything? Yeah, I mean, long story short, I was four years old doing a number on my Barbie Jeep. Not (laughs) only the Barbie Jeep, but the whole landscaping in our front yard. So, um, (laughs) I'm dead serious. Really, it was ugly. Um, But at the time, my dad was racing dirt modifieds down in Arlington Raceway. Um, And, you know, lucky enough, they had a go-kart program that they ran uh, in the afternoons before the the big car show. So, um, you know, my dad basically hid the Barbie Jeep from me, bought a go-kart, and um, set it up for his four-year-old. And... uh, (laughs) put me in it just to see what would happen and I I made laps around our flagpole in the backyard and surprisingly did less damage than I did with the Barbie Jeep um <laughs> which is saying something so um and you know and we had a cat that didn't survive the Barbie Jeep but it survived the go-kart Oof, you know what? so yeah <laughs> wow. uh, so that was a good um step in the right direction so to say and um, <laughs> they they finally, you know, got brave enough to bring me to the track with spectators and everything. And um, I, you know, didn't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily like a full-on natural at first, but I, I loved it. I, you know, the rest was history since then. And um, basically my dad learned everything he could about go-karts and kept racing his modified and would just bring me to the track with him on Saturdays, leave a little bit earlier so we could get the go kart show in. He'd race, and then, you know, it just that was just kind of kind of our thing. It was it ended up being a whole family deal. Um, my mom was basically my dad's whole pit crew, so um, she was always there. And then um, my younger sister and younger brother were born, and and they got into go karts for a little bit. They um, ended up, you know, going other routes with things, but. Um, I ended up sticking with the go-kart and then got a wing cart when I was 11 and um, came up here to Thunder Hill, uh, raced quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, it was, uh, so my, how did it work? I was running for points in Arlington with a flat cart, but they 
ended up going it was like every other week they did the go-kart program so like when we weren't racing in arlington with a flat cart then i'd come up to thunder hill and race the wing cart so basically that's when my dad started to step back from the the modified racing for himself and um he just you know took every other week off so we could come up to here sure. up here to thunder hill and race and then um i loved the wing cart it was um a learning curve for sure um definitely uh yeah that wasn't wasn't an easy transition but it was something that i really i really loved and i fell in love with sprint cars ever since the first day i saw one when i was five years old and they parked by us in arlington that was the first mistake my dad ever made was parking by a sprint car team (laughs) i saw i got my first look at one i was like oh yeah I want one of those and you know he laughed at me and then (laughs) 11 uh, 11 year old Tori comes around and straps into a wing car and the rest was history from there again so um (laughs) what year was that when you seen your first sprint car oh god I was I was literally five years old um so I was born in 94 so 2001 huh no that would be 99. I, we don't have to get right into the math. Yeah, it was 99. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. In the ballpark. Um, anyways, so yeah, we got into the micro when I was 13. So just, you know, kept on stepping up with the main goal being getting into a full-size sprint car when I was 16. Um, and, you know, we, we sold the micro and the wing cart and the flat cart when I was 15 and started building a, you know, 360 when when I was 15, about to turn 16, and then strapped into one of those when I was 16 to see what we could do. And um, again, big, big learning curve. Um, my dad being a modified guy and, right. and me being 16, we didn't have a whole lot of knowledge to, to put into the sprint right. car, right? So we bought this roller from Tony Norum. Um, great guy. Um, Wheel man. yeah (laughs) for sure um and he helped us out as much as he could and we just kind of sent her i was running a 96 (laughs) left rear all season long talk about the same tire all year long uh, no actually not the same tire but we were running 96s (laughs) just trying to figure out my dad didn't want me to spin her around (laughs) but man oh man that was i got some muscles from that one that was really hard to tear it in uh you know it's just little things like that that we've learned along the way and you know 10 years later now we're racing four tens at knoxville so heck yeah that's badass story yeah i kind of wanted to hear the long end version of that (laughs) i guess it turned into the long end version. it literally did start with a barbie jeep though (laughs) that's awesome so what year were you racing at thunder hill then oh gosh when i was 11 so 15 years ago so you probably raced with, well, would have been racing with you, wouldn't it? Um, I started in 07. <laughs> I, gra- I, I graduated in 08. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember the years at all. No, honestly. it's whatever. I was so whatever. young at that point. I was just show up and race, basically. <laughs> yep. Didn't care about anything else. I do remember, though, Thunder Hill was the first place I ever got a check for racing. Nice. And my dad was like, you got to, you know, you got to go up and, and get paid. And I was like, get paid for what? What do you mean? <laughs> and they sent me, you know, gave me a check for, I don't even, I don't even know how much it was. 50 bucks. Probably. Yeah. It was like 50 bucks. I thought I was rich. I was like, oh, dad, yeah. we're getting the nice tear offs next week. 
Dude, that's like my biggest complaint is buying tear-offs. Oh, God. Yeah. I hate that. It's like, seriously, you couldn't do a $20 bill. It's got to be 35 Yeah. Right? Tear-offs <laughs> and then race saver batteries. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get a race saver battery to last a whole year. No. Well, I can't even get one to last two nights. Yeah. I feel wow. like you got to switch them every other night. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I have to put a fresh one in every time. Maybe that's why on... mine cuts in and out so bad. <laughs> I, I usually get like eight, ten races out of it. Jesus. Holy crap. Wow. What kind of batteries yeah. you well, using? They, hey, everybody can do hand signals too. If it doesn't work, it don't work. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Except for, I think my favorite is when they just keep yelling at the guy that's going wide open around the track <laughs> yeah. all the time. It's like, yeah, his race receiver ain't working. And yep. they're still yelling at him. It's like, dude. Yeah. You can tell it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, this kind of a random thing that I just thought of, but thinking about the Barbie Jeep, yeah. uh, there I saw a video. <laughs> I saw a video, I think it was yesterday, they hooked up like a, a little Jeep like that, but they put a Milwaukee battery on it. Oh, that kid, yeah. The kid runs in it like he just gassed it, and he, he drove yeah. right into the wall. <laughs> Just destroyed Could you it. imagine what your Barbie Jeep game would game? Oh. Your Barbie Jeep game would be like if you had Milwaukee batteries back. Oh in the man, day. they'd oh. be going from like a three hundred five to a four ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'd be driving around that flagpole like you said with your normal battery, but you'd be drifting around that flagpole yeah. with that Milwaukee. Yeah, talk about tire spin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your dad'd be studding the right rear just so it turns left. Yeah. <laughs> that would awesome four-year-old Tori. dad yeah. we need different bars in this thing yeah <laughs> dad get us kids here we need to bank these corners yeah. more <laughs> uh, that's awesome so what was uh i mean i kind of want to know you know i've run 360s and stuff and i still remember jumping out of a 305 going to a 360 at arlington actually <laughs> and being passed by my teammate jason tostenson at the time I was running the bottom, and he went by me, and I felt like Ricky Bobby after the crash. <laughs> I honestly did. I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> Those the other cars? <laughs> yeah, he came by, and it was just like a streak. Just, and I'm down here just getting after it, right? Well, well <laughs> I thought I was, because when I hit the gas, like my eyes, vision went to boom. Yeah. Nothing. Like, what do you call that? Tunnel vision almost? Yeah. But. I feel like you're not supposed to get that. Well, that was the first time I was in a 360. Oh. So when I pinned it on a half mile going down the front stretch, yeah. it was like I can see everything. Now I can just see, like, because right. everything was going so fast at first. There's a difference between, like, up, you know, upgrading classes on, like, a little track and then upgrading classes on a oh big track. Oh, my gosh. And, I, like, I experienced that in Knoxville because, you know, I've had some 410 experience, like, before this year, before we decided to run the full season just 410s. Um, and, and it was at like Cedar Lake, Grand Forks, you know, Granite City, small tracks, little tracks. Um, even we even went to Jackson. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, like Knoxville, cool, sounds good. No, like my when I say I'm like my vision had to adjust because it just got so like shaky and blurry from going so fast. Right. It was it was wild. I mean, granted, <laughs> like uh, this year's motor, we had a lot more power than I've ever had too. Also, but um. Like just the wing speed you carry at Knoxville is like insane compared even compared to Jackson too. It was like halfway big. down the backstretch, so when you're wide open, it's like your vision goes super narrow. Yeah. But when you get to the corner, it will open right back up. You yeah. Know? That's yeah. what I experienced at Arlington, anyways. But like getting back to the question, 
I want to know what it was like to enter that first heat race because qualifying in hot laps is it is what it is. Yeah. But that first heat race, I mean, shit's happening right now. What are you doing? You know. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much just uh survival of the fittest, really. Like you kind of just, I remember like especially like this first race at Knoxville this year, we didn't qualify good at all. Like it was so bad. And then um, same with hot laps, we weren't. Like, we knew we were off the pace. And then um, going into the heat race was like, let's keep it out of the fence. Let's stay. Like, let's not wreck anybody so they, you know, hate us for the rest of the season. And then um, just try and try and gas it as much as I can. Yeah. Um, we we knew coming into this season that we had a lot to learn. Um, but I personally think I underestimated it just a little bit because there's um, – there's racing like sprint car racing just in general and then there's sprint car racing at knoxville and basically (laughs) any any notes you have uh, from any other racing you you might as well just throw them out the window because it's probably not going to work at knoxville (laughs) i've heard that before like people say yeah you got to block it totally different yeah i mean it's it we did some crazy things things that we would never like actually i did try something similar at cedar lake this year and I almost put it in the fence. It was so, yeah, we thought that maybe it would transfer over, but no, it it is. It's totally different than anything else that we've raced before. And then when you add in, you know, not really knowing how to set up the car, you know, um, what, what marks to hit on the track and, and during what times of the night, um, you, when you add in the competition that's at Knoxville, it's just a whole other bar ballpark kind of yeah you know humbling <laughs> yep yeah Especially there's some uh, pretty decent names that run there like on a weekly basis right yeah and then i mean yeah speaking of that it, so we were um going for our rookie of the year at knoxville this year which um eh, it was it like we did actually pretty good in rookie points it was you know average but um it was our COVID season, so you get guys like Casey Kane showing up weekly, right. you know, who's running for Rookie of the Year, technically, and, you know, like Hunter Schoenberg and uh, Tucker Klassmeyer and, you know, all these big names that right. show up to race and, and race full-time um, are suddenly running for Rookie of the Year, too. And like, great Sweet. time to pick to run for rookie of the year man oh man <laughs> yeah thank gosh i uh <laughs> oh and rico abreu was one of those ones too so it's just yeah. i mean it was it was cool i mean i joke about it like it's a you know bad thing but um when but it comes also... down to it like i really believe that you're only as good as the people you race with and like if you're not being pushed constantly to do better um then you're gonna you're gonna plateau eventually and so i'm thankful to be able to race with them as much as i did this year mm-hmm. when it comes right. down to it and that's a hell of a rookie list too that you just put off there yeah no I mean, kidding i mean i was i was never expecting it to be easy by any means um especially when it came to the competition that we were going to race with um every week but i wasn't necessarily expecting casey kane right right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to have rico on your same list of rookie drivers yeah huh. yep every one of those names you just named i'm pretty sure we're at the chili bowl this week too yeah yep yeah like, they were that's my rookie class <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it was, it was pretty cool though so one day i can say i was 
running for rookie of the year with those guys. Yep. <laughs> even though I don't even think they had that intention in mind no, for they, like rookie of the year up. points at Knoxville. They're like, well, whatever. But right. that was really the only place racing, you know, consistently all summer long. So um, that was because uh, you went to a couple other tracks this year too, didn't you? Like the first. Where is that? Was it in South Dakota? Yeah, Park Jefferson. Yeah, um, it's a place I never heard of, but I watched about four races from it this yep, year. Yep, yeah, because <laughs> South Dakota, the whole state of South Dakota has been open all of COVID. They are like, COVID who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which has, um, you know, been good for sprint car racing. That's kind of how um, sprint car racing, you know, started started to come back and made tracks realize, like, you can make this happen. Like, right. we can wear masks. Like, it can be socially distanced. It's outdoors, whatever. Mm -hmm. um but yeah we did go there that was probably the worst night of racing i've ever had to be honest with you oh it's uh good yep thanks for bringing it up yeah Yeah. i mean we can just skip to the next track yeah yeah it was uh we basically we went there as a test night virtually we had some problems at jackson the race that we had a couple weeks before whatever um and we just wanted to like go to park jefferson and make sure everything was was good to go before we started our season at knoxville because knoxville was the next week and um as far as making sure everything was functioning properly that was a success um (laughs) (laughs) i and i ended up pulling off in the v main though because uh, the car was just a handful and i've i've never had to do that before but uh yeah, Park Jefferson just isn't my favorite. The place, place is super yeah. flat too, though, wasn't it? There's it, not really any other tracks. I mean, Granite City's probably yeah, got the same curve. It's but. flat, and then they have like this weird banking in the corners. It goes from flat to like, like skate, like skate ramp almost. Like it's just, <laughs> it's like a it, half pipe. It's super weird to like get it to hook up right in the corner and then it just goes right back down to flat and you're basically driving off the back stretch i mean half the cars weren't even yeah. on the track on the back stretch so just um, making it super wide too yeah i remember watching a couple of them there was there was some passes off track yeah yeah that, that was literally the best place to pass was off the track on the back stretch but um yeah it's a, a cool place and there's actually a lot of sprint car racing that goes on there um just randomly throughout the season but not necessarily my favorite place and it was a six hour drive to have a dumpster fire night so uh <laughs> probably won't be heading back um unless it's a really big show that we're we feel super prepared for right, right. that's a long haul too to have a terrible night yeah it, it we yeah i literally looked at my dad and was like what are we doing why are we here <laughs> like we could have we could have just you know packed up while we were a little bit ahead you know like still pretty pretty far down the rabbit hole but we, we stayed out there it was like a like a train wreck you kind of had to see what was going to happen but uh <laughs> go I see mean, if they got any good concession stands food while i'm out here in the b main i'll pull off halfway through yeah <laughs> yeah it was uh i mean we we were able to start the Knoxville season um, with a fully functioning car, and that was our main goal. Like I said, but uh, performance wise, I try not to think about it. <laughs> yeah. So you talked about you did a lot of racing at Knoxville last year. Um, what are your plans now for the following this year? I guess it would be. Um. So this year we're trying to just 
you know, build off of everything we learned last year. Um, and we're going to go, we're going to go back to Knoxville weekly. Uh, it's basically the only like weekly wing sprint car racing we have, you know, close, close to us. So, um, we're, we're, we're just going to make the trip down to Knoxville again. I, I really love going there. I mean, granted the competition is tough, tough, and it's, it's so hard to even make the show down there. Um, but I've learned so much racing there. And, um, if I'm going to be humbled, it might as well be at the sprint car capital of the world. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, well, you get recognized pretty good down there, regardless of where you're at in any. Yeah. Race. Yeah. I mean, people definitely are always paying attention to Knoxville, especially in the months of January through, or not January, oh, but, whatever. um, <laughs> June, June through <laughs> August. So, um, I'm thankful that we get to go there every, every weekend. Um, so yeah, we're going to run Knoxville weekly. I'm definitely going to try and hit some of the, the local, local outlaw and all-star shows. Um, probably come up to Cedar Lake and, uh, do the Jackson nationals, Knoxville nationals. So technically be my first ever Knoxville nationals. Um, since last year it wasn't considered nationals. It was the one and only. Um, so that'll be really cool to head into that with, um, a lot more experience than we would have had last year if it were nationals um so really excited to see what we can do there um i didn't have much for expectations last year at knoxville but this year i i have some some pretty high expectations and and i anticipate some 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 good results and you know just playing good performances out of not only me as a driver but our whole team i think um we're 110 percent more prepared and more efficient as a team this year just from learning from everybody at knoxville Mm -hmm. um and then uh last year i literally felt like i relearned how to drive a sprint car right (laughs) um especially after park jefferson i was like man we got to do something different here um we got to knoxville our first night and it was i mean we were smooth i guess but we weren't necessarily (laughs) on the same pace as everybody um so I knew that we had to change something and we looked hard into setups and, um, you know, I looked for, you know, asked for advice on driving and, and everything. And we made massive improvements every time we hit the track. And I'm a little sad that our season got cut short after the one and only, because, um, it was at that point where I was like, man, like we are on a roll here. Like right. I never felt so good in a sprint car. Like, um, I was literally, and this is wild to say out loud, um, but I remember going down the backstretch in our in our B main. I was literally behind Donnie Schatz. I had the thing floored going into turn three at Knoxville. So after a whole backstretch, I was like, man, like, <laughs> why can't I go faster? Like, I feel like I'm driving through molasses right now. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> which is just sounds wild (laughs) like why i don't think i've ever heard anybody say that before but uh it's true i i was wishing i had a whole lot more ponies under the hood (laughs) um and i got out and those were the fastest lap times i've turned all all year and that was you know after 15 laps of a of a dry slick b main right so um yeah i was feeling really really good at the end of the year there um so i'm really excited to see what we can what we can do this year um, with everything we learned and, and my newfound driving skills, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> once once I got the hang of it, we were we were rolling pretty good. So. Yep. so say you were wide open behind Donnie shots <laughs> and stuck hard enough on a slick track. Yeah, it uh, 
That'd be pretty I sweet. honestly, I'm pretty sure I got just a tiny little bit of goosebumps there when you said that. <laughs> it was it was cool. Uh, that was one of my favorite races, and granted, it was a B main. Uh, I started 18th, so you know, way back there. But uh, it was Donnie who started right in front of me, and I remember telling myself like, "Oh my God, that's Don Don!" Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> and then I was like. The smartest thing I could do right now is do whatever he does. I gotta follow that guy. <laughs> so I did, and <laughs> I went 18th to 10th, and at the end, I mean, he went, you know, straight to the front. He went past 10th, but he actually did the <laughs> alphabet soup and went all the way to the A. But and I think he even finished in the top five. But um, regardless, regardless, yeah. that was the best finish I've had. I guess so to say, it was the best best performance I've had ever. That whole year actually no ever in, right. in a sprint car um and i was like dang yeah he knows what he's doing yep. <laughs> <laughs> thank god i was behind him <laughs> well when you start behind someone in a b main that's won the the not knoxville nationals that race but the knoxville nationals yeah as many times as he has and you're like oh, dude i don't even know what i would do yeah i'd probably try to just follow him just like you said yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean he he's got that place down to a T for sure. He knows what's going on on every inch of that track, I think. So uh, I put my money on him, and, it, yeah. and I think it paid off. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So what uh, – I mean, how was it at the not Knoxville Nationals as far as you being a female slash – I mean, I don't really want to talk about that too much because I've heard it on everything. Everybody asks you that question. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's at the same though. time, like, you're at the not nationals. Mm -hmm. And with all those other drivers, like, did you get recognized by a lot of people? Or, like, how um, was it on that end of things? I mean, I th yes and no. Um, one thing that Knoxville does really, really good is um, – treating every driver like they're just another driver whether mm -hmm. it's donnie shots that signs in or um you know me as the only female in, in the field or casey kane or tony stewart it's re they're really really good about you know just treating everybody how how they're treated basically um so n like not while we were racing um and i guess i i don't ever get to like see the dirt vision content or anything like the announcers would say but um on social media, there's definitely the the right. um, visibility, I guess, so to say, um, and a lot of it is is good, positive things, as you know, like she's she's trying to make this work, and a lot of it's like she caused three cautions, <laughs> which is just dumb. It's just dumb. It angers me to no end, but. Um, yeah, we had power steering. Don't let steering. it eat at you, though. Huh? You don't let it eat at you, though. No, no. It's, I mean, social media can be really bittersweet. Uh, mm -hmm. It's definitely both sides of the spectrum, and there's really no in-between. Um, basically, at the one and only, we had uh, power steering issues. I had a power steering line blow. So, yeah. obviously, like, I was going to stop if I was going full speed into turn one at Knoxville right. with no power steering. Like I was not about to like try and make that work. So send it. Yeah, I, I stopped and they like decided to throw a caution and then um, we came back to fire the car again and and it was I don't know the track was under yellow. It wasn't even like a throw a caution for for me or anything, but uh, just 
not everybody knows the backstory. Um, right. So the the visibility and the people not necessarily knowing all the information. Yeah, we call is, them crickets. Yeah. I like to uh, put crickets on my hook when I'm trout fishing. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's got a problem with me at the track, you can come talk to me about yeah. it. That's the way I am. I mean, granted, it's probably a little different for you, but if anybody's got a problem at the track that Tori's at and I'm there, you can talk to me about your problem <laughs> with Tori, too. Yeah. But it is, uh, it is it is cool. I mean, that's one of the downfalls of uh, having the high visibility, I guess, and being kind of like a, you know, just – Standing out like a sore thumb. <laughs> well, I mean, your social media game's pretty strong. You got like twenty thousand some followers on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I mean, and honestly, like, that's that's. I'm super happy about that for my sponsors because it's great visibility for for right. them on right. social media. Like, social media is huge for businesses. And honestly, like, even um, like racing programs like like mine or your guys is. Um, but honestly, I didn't even try that. I think like. Uh, I tried to have a really like authentic approach to to my social media and and I run it all by myself and I basically just say what I really feel on there and I think people um, appreciate that more than the you know typical I like to thank my sponsors couldn't (laughs) do it without them kind of a thing Um, or we we could have won but we didn't kind of you know just the typical. Yeah. cookie cutter social media <laughs> things that people are told to say because it's politically correct or yep. uh, it just it'll get more views because you post five times a day and just i don't i don't know i just like to like to post what i'm what i'm thinking and if you like that cool you can follow me and if you don't go ahead and unfollow me it really doesn't matter so yeah. i think having that approach to social media has been beneficial for for, for me sure. personally um but going on that tangent, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the visibility at the track. Um, it's nobody ever really like, you know, tells me like, oh, man, you're like, you're the only girl here. Wow. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I show up to Houston's without a car and there's, uh, you know, guys like I'm just trying to trying to think of an example but there's big teams that are like tori where's your car you know or like justin henderson walked up to me at houston's and I'm like what are you doing out of your suit like where's right. your car <laughs> and i'm like you you know me <laughs> and then my friends are like tori like you stick out a little bit like yeah they know you <laughs> you know so it's it's just kind of cool to like kind of feel accepted into into that group um and i don't want to say it's because i'm the only girl racing with them but it does help that um i'm the you know a little bit more more visible so when they see me somewhere they they recognize me right Mm -hmm. yeah um go ahead no i'm just looking at you all right well i was gonna (laughs) ask another random question i like random questions um did you so you grew up basically racing your whole life um did you do anything else like any sports in high school or anything like that yeah yeah so i did i was actually very busy in high school i did i was uh on the swim team from seventh grade to senior year no not senior year i'll I'll get to that why i didn't swim senior year but um racing (laughs) yeah well yeah um and then i was also on the track team but i did not run i was a discus thrower and wow, I was nice. the, probably the only 5'2 discus thrower, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it worked. Um, and then I also raced BMX 
for for quite a while and we got really really into the bmx scene and that is why i did not swim senior year because i blew my knee out bmx racing (laughs) yeah but we went uh (laughs) we kind of did the bmx thing just as a for fun to keep us busy in the off season especially being all the way up north here with all the snow we have some long off seasons and Mm -hmm. i mean i i like to stay busy all the time so um and so does so does my dad and so does my little brother who also uh raced with us um so we're like, yeah, like this is perfect. This will keep us busy. Uh, there's an indoor, you know, arena that we can we can race even if it's if there's a blizzard outside. So we picked that up and we kind of went um, headfirst into the deep end uh, <laughs> with the BMX thing. You know, before we know it, we we're racing national races and then um, you know going to practice three days a week Dang. and then racing three days a week also. So really, we only had like one day off. Um, before we knew it, my dad was a team owner. Um, wow. <laughs> we were going to like grand nationals. Um, I, I ended up, um, with a, it was so like they do the racing based off your age groups. I ended up top 10 in my, my age group in the nation. So we got wow. like special number place. We got to go to grand nationals, which is where they had the chili bowl at the expo. Oh, they literally nice. use the same dirt from the BMX tracks to make the chili bowl. Oh. So, um, yeah, it was it was kind of cool. I've been in the building, but never for the Wait, Chili Bowl. You've Wait. actually raced at the Chili Bowl, in a sense. Yep, I raced at Just the Just a different Center. date and the same dirt. Yep, yeah, and we uh, <laughs> wow. we got invited to go to the Race of Champions and um, go to the Grand Nationals every year. And uh, actually, made the first Grand Nationals I ever entered in, I actually made the main. So that was super cool. Jeez. They do, like, the driver intros and stuff. It was nice. awesome. Um, and we kept racing at the national level. And honestly, uh, while I was still in high school, I, I wanted to go to the Olympics for BMX and that's, that's ultimately like what I was training for. So I also did like weightlifting in high school. And then I basically used like, uh, swimming and track as a way to just stay in shape for BMX. And then in the summers we did, um, you know, clinics at the track and we were at the track all, every day of the week you know whether it was like raking the track to keep it smooth so I could get a free you know race admission or or whatever um I was I was on the bike almost every every day of the week um and then I had that knee surgery and things were kind of tough yeah. after that um I basically had to reteach myself how to walk uh, I had a knee brace that I had to wear for almost three years straight and how'd you do it How'd you hurt your knee? Um, so we have the clip-in pedals. Yep. Um, and so me, another girl took me out. <laughs> and it's <laughs> so dumb because she took me out after the finish line, which uh. just, like, I during the race, like, that that's a pretty shitty move, but I, I get it. But after the finish line, why are you, what? Um, right. Anyway, <laughs> she, t- she took me out, and she ended up going down with me. And we got kind of, like, in an entanglement, and my... But so I face planted and my bike went in the air. My one foot unclipped from the pedal and the other one didn't. So when my bike twisted, it twisted my whole leg. Oh, gosh. yeah, it was. It was that was in Rockford, Illinois, actually. Ugh. And let me tell you, the hospital in Rockford, Illinois, was one of the sketchier experiences <laughs> I've ever experienced. <laughs> I also went to Flint, Michigan Hospital, another Whoa. one that I wouldn't recommend. 
Um, but yeah, it was, they literally, they literally took our picture in case, you know, of like a, a shooting or something oh, to document nice. who's Flint, there. Flint is the place they don't have clean drinking water, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is actually. Jesus. Yep. Um, <laughs> we, we brought a lot of bottled water with yeah. that trip, but um, <laughs> well, hopefully yeah. you don't need a blood transplant. They, Dale's uh, off today. <laughs> our ER room was completely bulletproof. They had to disclose That's that before they great. let us in, um, awesome. and then they told us which way to take back to the hotel because if we went the other way, it wasn't going to be pretty. Most Holy likely. Holy nice. <laughs> Yeah, so that was super cool. Um, <laughs> so we, I ended, yeah, the knee thing ended up being a. Uh, kind of an ordeal and i still kind of have have problems with it um thankfully it happened when i was 17 but there's a lot of scar tissue in there and just can't oh, pedal yeah. a bike like you need to for the olympics with a lot of scar tissue so. right 100 percent follow you on that yeah i broke my right leg so yeah. i got a pin in my knee and that Oy. tissue can just yeah especially off. on a big joint like that like yeah. it just is an ideal hmm it hurts, man. <laughs> yeah. Like every time you just did it. Yeah. I actually ended up breaking my thumb. You guys can probably see, but there's like a, I broke that joint right there. Oh. Um, it got stuck in the brake lever again when I face planted and basically just got bent all the way back. Yum. Uh, um, but that's oof. another one that I just can't do much with. Right. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So you text with your left hand then? Well, thankfully I'm mostly left-handed. Um, oh, yeah, I, I did, one. I did mess up, uh, my left wrist one time. So I'm kind of ambidextrous, but most things I do with my left hand. So that worked out well. Um, I can write with both hands though, and, and eat with both hands because I've, I'm clumsy and I'm <laughs> kind of had to learn. <laughs> had too many casts on two, on both of them. So <laughs> telling you if I'm eating spaghetti left-handed, you better watch out. <laughs> it ain't going to look good. At the end. Makes you well-rounded when you got right. to have a cast, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know about the BMX stuff. Yeah. Yep. Nationally. But nationally. You're like, we got an Olympic trainee. You know? <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, we just hit like four topics here. This we got wild. the first girl. We got a 410. <laughs> plus, World of Outlaw. Okay, so we're at three. BMX. BMX for one, but then nationally. So, I mean, technically at six. Because you're also an Olympic trainee, so. <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> I, mean, I guess. And ultimately, it came down to, because I raced BMX um, into college a little bit, and it basically came down to, well, the whole college thing is a whole different story, but it basically came down to, like, I can't half-ass both of them. So, yep. like, it was either, like, put a lot of time into therapy on my knee to try and, like, actually go to the Olympics with BMX and really, like, hip training full-on for that. Or, you know, try and, like, make my racing career work. Because ultimately, like, I've always wanted to race with the World of Outlaws. That's always been my dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always said, like, I'm, I'm going to go on tour one day. And uh, it came down to which one do I like more. And I just plan, like, to sprint car more. So, um, sold the bike and, and started picking up a little more with the sprint car at that point. Um, but I was still in school. And... Um, it, it did end up coming down to, do I want to stay in school or do I want to race sprint cars? And um, for the longest time, I mean, everybody's told when they're like in high school, like you have to, you have to go to college, you have to get a good degree, you have to work for corporate America to make, you know, good money. Right. Um, 
you know so that's that's what i was trying to do because i wanted to make a lot of money so i could go sprint car racing as much as i wanted and i hate i just hated it i mean i i enjoy learning new things and everything but not necessarily in the classroom setting so um again i was half-assing both of them i was half-assing school and the sprint car deal and i hated that it was taking away from the sprint car racing so um i did end up uh, just stopping school <laughs> and um yeah i i don't actually have a whole lot of credits left before i would have a mechanical engineering degree but um yeah i, d I decided that i could probably go back and finish my degree when i'm Yep. old if i needed to it'd be a really solid thing to fall back on if i ever need it mm -hmm. um but i can't race whenever you right. know like i've I, you know sometimes i especially watching the chili bowl with you know buddy coford and ken mcintosh or however you say his last name um probably butchered that no, one but, you're good that's right um I, sometimes I feel like I'm too old almost, like I'm running out of time. Uh, so Tell me about it. I still want to uh, race the chili bowl, and I'm 30. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I totally feel that. I don't think we're too old, though, for the record. Um, but <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I can't I can't race, you know, whenever. Like, I, I don't want to say that I, I wasted any time going to school because it was definitely, like, I learned a lot in school just all around. Um, but I think I would, I'd be a much different spot if i put that much time and energy into racing from the get-go like i wanted to right. instead of listening to yeah. all the teachers it and doesn't counselors. take weeks it takes years to yeah it really does and i i at this point feel like I, we have a lot of ground to make up um compared to the people that we're racing with who who did i mean you know kyle larson and rico abreu like they they just kept racing for you know yep. Yep. went to school online and and <clears throat> graduated early so they could you know go racing even more right out of high school mm -hmm. um so I, I do kind of feel like we i have some ground to make up um but the, the good news is i i think we're making we are making progress and making that ground up so yep yeah i think you made the right choice because you know when i was sitting here listening if you were to train for the olympics that means that you have to wait four years to actually compete yep Sprint yep. cars, you can just pack up the trailer and you're racing yep. that week. Yeah, so basically. So I think you're good. Yeah, I, it's yeah. <laughs> that's what I do love about uh, sprint car racing, and and why I think I I think I have a little bit of a different uh, approach to it, especially at this high level like World of Outlaw racing than most people is. Um, we we kind of just show up with what we've got because at this point, like the most beneficial thing for us is going to be seat time um and just being at the track both for you know me and my team so um we're, we're racing with the world of outlaws and we're racing 410s weekly at knoxville um but we're not doing it with a million dollar operation um to be honest with you we don't even have all pro heads on our motor we've got a gb 2300 so uh <laughs> and don't get me wrong that thing has some juice uh, it can really get up and go on a racy track, but um, it does set us back in like qualifying. It just doesn't have the the nay nays under the hood. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, it's uh, it is cool that we we can just show up and and get the seat time that we need with the best the best in the world. <laughs> right. um, it's uh, it's it's cool to learn from them, and, and it's cool to see the progress that we make. Um, you know, week in and week out racing with those guys um 
I do get a lot of opinions from some people <laughs> about literally showing up with what we've got to race at Knoxville. Um, and, you know, like, why would you kind of like the why would you put that like put yourself in that position with GB 2300 headed motor, like yeah, not hardly any seat time. First time in a 410 full season. Um, and I'm like, well, why wouldn't you if you right. if you have the opportunity? Right. Like like I said, like you can only be as good as the people you race with. And um, I you know I loved racing at, at Arlington Raceway and um, UMSS has a lot of really great drivers. There's a lot of really good racing up here, but it's like I said, it's not Knoxville. Um, right. And you know the World of Outlaws only come up here a certain time, you know certain certain many times a year so um if if i want to race with world of outlaws like i've i've got to race with world of outlaws and and learn from them as much as i can before i try and you know and then most of them guys too they i mean as far as seat time goes <laughs> there's a lot of them guys that are doing good now but it took them three years running yeah. with the world of outlaws to even get to where they're at yeah. yeah yeah and that's that's kind of the thing too is like um you gotta I don't know. You got to run with the big guys so you get seen too. I mean, if you're just running like a UMSS show or a, a smaller series, mm -hmm. like you're not gonna get as much attention as if you're running with the big guys. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it has been super helpful, especially like um, getting exposure for sponsors at Knoxville when you can say, "Listen, like it's covered live by Dirt Vision every single mm -hmm. time I hit the track." Um, and it's going to be stored in the vault for everybody to see whenever they want. Um, and, you know, your your sticker can be on my car being seen right right there with, with all the Dirt Vision coverage. So right. uh, it is, it's definitely helpful that way. And it's, it's a little easier to pitch towards sponsors when you can say those kinds of things. And then when you look at how many people uh, just Knoxville Raceway can, can seat and just how popular sprint car racing is down there versus up here, um it's it is it's just seen and, and looked at a lot more right yep and what's your so when you were raced at knoxville all those races and then you came back to cedar lake did it help i mean yeah was it was it huge like i mean i know you said that you get there you tried some stuff from knoxville yeah. for cedar but as far as driving wise did you feel like you beat down the top harder or you could yeah. enter a lot harder than normal yeah I, mean, I i think so for sure and i mean we just plain missed the setup on first seater and and to be honest with you i'm not making excuses or anything because i actually am proud of like how the night ended up at the very end uh, i am proud of like how we finished and how we raced and everything um but I did just get over COVID <laughs> when I came to Cedar. So I was definitely out of shape. My lungs weren't necessarily up to par for a full, I think it was like 30 lap feature or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, like, cause I mean, racing a 410 at Cedar, like you're still going super fast hauling the mail, but not as fast as flooring it around Knoxville. So um at, at the lower speeds like I was able to go around the top you know way better than I ever had before I actually came in and uh my dad and then the the guy that helps us he's actually been helping us all year his name is Brad um and and my sister were like I've never seen you do that before what like where did that come from <laughs> and I was like what do you mean like what and he's like you were right by the wall like right there i thought you were gonna hit it so many times i've never seen you do that before <laughs> and i was like i guess i don't know it's just 
a lot Kinda slower pace, like whatever. Was, honestly, <laughs> I was getting pissed because uh, I, I honestly think the fastest line was around around the bottom where all the moisture was. But everybody was running there, and I was getting pissed because like you can't you can't pass somebody if you're running the same line as them. So I right. just went way up in no man's land and <laughs> sent Full it. Sand. I, it was literally like six laps left after one of the last cautions that I was like. And I mean, I was in in the back of the field, but I was like, I can't really, if I lose two positions and get like 24th or whatever, it's whatever. I mean, I'm not worried about it. I just want to say that I tried everything I could and I did. And I ended up passing like three or four cars. So it was pretty cool. I I liked how the night ended up. It just kind of comes back to that vision thing too, that we were talking about in a sense, you know, you got used to that high speed at Knoxville. Now, when you go to them smaller tracks, it's like yeah wide open because that was i mean that was one big thing for me when i went three in a row is we we started at grand rapids you know so that's tiny short track Mm. odd shape yeah well then we went down to lansing um the hell's that place called i forget chateau yeah that yeah yeah that one it's somewhere (laughs) down there we went to chateau and now we got like cedar lake bank cedar lake banking with no walls and then you know come back to cedar lake but starting at the small track and then running a cushion at chateau with no wall i mean that takes (laughs) you gotta have some big old nuts hanging down there (laughs) to get that thing to come in wide open in one and two because it got honest to god when jake kuba and i kind of got together I'm pretty sure in the video my right rear was hanging off the edge of the track. And yeah. it's like you're going to Bob's cornfield and <laughs> heading her back to Sioux Falls if you fall off of that. Yeah. But yeah. then when I got to Cedar, you know, after running that extremely thin cushion at Chateau, when I got to Cedar, man, it was it's like I'm home. Right. That yeah. pet I literally dented the floor pan that night trying to pass Harry Hansen when I got the lead. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> when it's hard to put yourself in a position to do just wild shit like that every weekend (laughs) but when you do like and you get used to it it's normal like like that's how that's how guys get good and and fast because i mean looking from the outside like aaron reitzel that looks unhuman the the stuff that he can pull off or like even kyle um but that's because they they do that every single day like it's nothing to them that's just what they're used to aaron runs that thing hard oh man I yeah. love watching him. It's, Pennsylvania when he was racing Kyle. Yeah. Oh, those races were so good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that's basically why I'm doing what I'm doing right now and, and going down to Knoxville. Not because I think it's easy or because like it's you know, yeah. like I think we're gonna get necessarily the best results ever, but because like I wanna get used to racing with those guys and I wanna be able to race like them. Right. every single week every time i hit the tracks and you're not mm-hmm. out there to prove anything you just want to prove something more to yourself you know yeah you, nope. i f- i i 100 feel what you're talking about there yeah. heck i even noticed it at thunder hill a couple of years ago when i raced the cart <laughs> i'm like i ain't been in a cart for like two or three years and i get back in and i'm like damn this thing's kind of quick yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's like the size of the track is right. you know what it depends on but yeah I noticed a huge difference, actually, um, when we went back to Jackson for Jackson Nationals. And again, it wasn't like we were still, we were just starting to get our shit figured out <laughs> in the sprint car um, at that point. Um, we were starting to get like a good setup that we liked at Jackson or Knoxville. And then we brought it 
over to Jackson and suddenly I was able to run the cushion at Jackson, which I had never been able to do. Like I, you know, just, I, it's when to run the cushion, like you got to know exactly what your car is going to do and, and you got to, you know, be able to trust it and trust all that like work and maintenance that you put into it and make sure you're not going to end up in the freaking fence. Right. right. <laughs> so, um, that's first time I've ever been able to like really gas it around the cushion. Um, and I was, you know, I came in, it felt like nothing. And my team was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. You know, again, for, right. for the first time. Um, so that's, that's when I really started to notice how beneficial it is to run at Knoxville. Um, with, you know, just playing the speed and the talent and how like technical you have to be as a driver to race there. I mean, the, the main difference, I think, of, you know, racing, like, weekly at, at Jackson, um, even, you know, 360s or 410s, whatever, there's great drivers that run down there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally a difference of putting together a perfect race and putting together perfect laps. And right. I've learned that there's a difference. And, like, the outlaws, they can put together perfect laps, laughed after lap after lap, and that's a perfect race to them. And we're like... Here, like you can mess up, you know, slightly yeah. or honestly, even majorly on a couple laps and, and still have a really, really good race. Right. Um, but it's it's a lot different than having perfect laps, right. you know, consistently. And um, that's, I think, where it comes into play when they say that the little things make a big difference. Um, and just it's it's crazy how technical they are and, and you don't really understand how hard it is to put perfect laps together until you go out and try and do it right. is it, it they make it look easy which is just insane to me because when i try it it's like okay yeah like she did it but she's struggling yeah. uh, <laughs> you know um so it's uh i think that's one of the other big things i've taken away of of racing at knoxville is is being smooth and hitting your marks every single time um even like even if it isn't necessarily the best um mark to hit like while you're racing with somebody you still got to hit it because like that's that's where you're running that's where you're set up for and um that's how you're gonna you you just kind of got to trust the process almost which is a little bit hard to do but i definitely noticed you know just watching the chili bowl this week like christopher bell i think is a great example he hit his marks every time even when people were passing him but he knew that like when he was going to hit his marks he was going to be the fastest he could possibly be and he did he ended up winning right hitting his marks every single time it might have not have been like he might not have won every so single lap smooth. but he hit his marks every time and he ended up winning the whole race mm-hmm. so right. i think that there's a lot to take away from he that. was so smooth he i mean is. i'm not yeah. a I'm not a Bell fan. I'm not going to lie. I might have lost a bet. You know, I tell you what, I'm not a Bell fan, but those last few laps before he wrecked, oh, I mean, glorious. I kind of, you know, I might like him a little bit more now. It was hot and heavy in this house last night. He was wheeling. (laughs) Yeah, I honestly, I don't even follow him that much. Uh, I don't know much about him, never met him, never even honestly heard many interviews from him, but... I noticed watching the Chili Bowl that he knew he was getting passed, but he knew he was going to pass him back. Every single. So and that's just that's just plain smart driving, and that I think is uh, what makes uh, what can make a good driver a great driver is knowing how your car is going to work now and knowing how it's going to work in a couple laps. And if you listen to every interview from Kyle Larson after a race, which you know, okay, I'll come back to that. Mm 
You know what I noticed about the Chili Bowl? Hmm. Listen to all these interviews. Kyle Larson has changed how drivers do interviews. What do you mean by that? They all talk the same way Kyle Larson does when they explain stuff. Even yeah. Justin Grant start started to explain his Chili Bowl race just like Kyle Larson did. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was weird. I thought about it last night, and I'm like, I had to tell Gunner that tomorrow. You know what I think is nuts is how, like, how they got to prepare their uh, fuel load. They're, like, they're set up to their fuel load, and, like, it's so crazy how technical it is. Like, oh, okay, right. the track's going to start like this, but then we're going to burn fuel, so we have to have the car like this so it's good for the end of the race. And yeah, it's like you got to almost be a... We Honestly, we literally did that for Cedar Lake, and the car was tighter than tight for the first half of the race because we had to... Like, we literally set it up with so much fuel, and they told me, like, the car is going to be tight. Like, we have a shit ton of fuel in here, but you're going to lose fuel, and the car is going to come to you. And we put this many turns in here, and we put this bar in here, and whatever, and it literally was. It was based around fuel. Yeah. <laughs> so it was perfect at the end. Though. Yeah, it was, and I did. I, you know, went forward with six laps to go. Took a little longer for the car to come to me, but, um, <laughs> which I definitely was sure to mention, but, um, <laughs> it was, you know, a typical driver, never be pleased, but, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is wild how technical setups have become. And they, you know, getting back to what you're saying about the consistency, I mean, every one of Kyle Larson's, and once again, we go back to Kyle, but. Every time he does an interview after a win, he will literally be able to tell you every time he effed up. Mm -hmm. He will tell you where, what happened, and why. But that's only because he remembers what he did wrong because mm -hmm. everything else with that race was probably right. Yeah. You know? Self-awareness is key. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I mean, he's he hits his marks a lot, too. But yeah. Like you said, how, that, yeah. You put it perfectly. Consistent good laps you know yeah that's nope yeah so uh, i got some learning to do <laughs> hey same honestly i'll be the first to admit it but it's uh yeah like i said self-awareness is key <laughs> <laughs> so off racing how's that dog of yours doing good good i it's actually not my dog the the husky i'm assuming you're talking about yeah that's... yep yeah it's my roommate's dog but i am the the dog aunt <laughs> yeah <laughs> um she she's great she's not even a year old yet but she's a character um we live in a in a townhouse it's me my high school best friend and then her boyfriend um they own own the townhouse and i just rent a room from them um but they have two dogs one's doug and then the husky is misha <laughs> doug doug, <laughs> doug is named uh, doug. the most anxious dog you will ever meet he um <laughs> yeah he doesn't really like uh a, a lot of uh, chatter he likes quiet he likes <laughs> you know steady um he has to switch the rooms that he just chills out in because um the sunlight when it comes in through the window can show like the little dust particles in the air oh, he God. gets freaked out by the dust particles like it's just he cannot do it he barks at he you know what when I say he has a dog panic attack he has a dog panic attack <laughs> over the dust <laughs> and um Yes, Doug, he's he's great. He isn't pictured a lot because, like I said, he likes his space. But um, Misha, she is the star of the show. She owns the house, and she knows it. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's her way or the highway, and we happily oblige. 
<laughs> old husky. Cute little thing. Yeah, she's, she's yeah. a very pretty husky. They did a good job on picking her out. So what else do you do? I mean, where do you work? What do you do for work? Uh, uh, well, activities? yes. So um, pretty much racing is my life. Like I said, I kind of made a decision a couple years ago to, to make that, you know, my end goal and, and make it my life. But I do work a full-time job to keep the 14K running. So I work um, full-time as a forklift operator at oh, Graco. So you still get to drive. Oh, yeah. And I, this might sound weird, but it, I could tell a difference when I got trained on the forklift, um, like in my racing, like when I wasn't, you know, driving a forklift 40 <laughs> hours a week, I could, I could tell, like, I don't, I didn't gas it as much as I did, like I do now. Like, I just feel a lot more comfortable behind a wheel, like just driving around 40 hours a week, you know? So it's, it sounds a little so odd. So the 410 career has helped your forklifting driving. Yeah, yeah, or vice versa. <laughs> vice I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I. So all I, you forklift drivers out there, <laughs> hey. you have a sprint car career ahead of you. Yeah. We're gonna have to line up the forklifts. That's what I do. Hey, do I'm like, certified as well. What, so what's what up? What kind of forklift do you drive? It's the sit down, but ours are like electric. Yeah, yeah. Is it electric. okay? So my dad is a forklift mechanic. That's why my job is so interesting because I get to give him a hard time all day long. <laughs> but uh, he is so yeah, he works th for Crown, so that's all oh, mostly yeah. electric. Um, oh, you know that guy too. I know Crown. You've had to have your forklift worked on. Well, <laughs> like two weeks ago, the guy that comes in to work on him, he was there, and uh, the one older guy that I work with, he like had him. It wasn't on economy mode like mine was. <laughs> So after like the fourth time of me begging him to turn my economy mode off, he finally did it. So, you know. So now she rips, huh? It was like 9.9. .9. Now I think I can hit like 10.1 miles Oh, an man, hour. you're lucky. They keep us at 6.5 miles an hour. Oof. Yeah, I know. Jeez. It's they not let cool. us crank them up. Man. That's a yeah, rough day. Yeah, See, you really guys get is. warehouses, though. I'm... I'm at the shop at home, so it's like a 40-foot run. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I get. Nice little commute. Hey, I'm good. I'm good, though. I mean, I got them short turns down pretty yep. good. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> I yeah. sent you a snap the other day of Dad's burnout on the loading dock, didn't I? Yeah. Just yep. burned right through the paint, <laughs> just pushing pallets onto the truck. He's oh. like, son of a... Nice. <laughs> I drive a Caterpillar. Okay. Ooh. It's, I won't uh, tell my dad. I won't tell him. That's fine. <laughs> but you can tell your dad that we bought it uh, 12 years ago, and the only thing we've done is switch the alternator. Okay. So you can make him really mad and say we've never changed oil. Yeah. Or I mean, he's, he's or... a guy that likes quality, so I oh, mean, it's he, quality. he'll be able to appreciate it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> hey, yeah. a yellow paint is... It's on some I mean, post, what do they but... say? The, uh, the trailer doesn't win the race, right? Yep. Oh. <laughs> you and Jesse Glenn's get along pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I was, I was rocking the open trailer life for like nine years. We <laughs> just got an enclosed trailer, and like it's nothing like super special, but I feel like I'm living the high life with lights and a roof. Oh, Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We started in a horse trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Gunner, I think you started in a garage. I started in the shed at Thunder Hill. Yep. <laughs> no he trailer. Didn't even, no trailer. Yep. yep. I mean, like I said, you just got to get there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Jeff uh, Gordon over here. Well. So what other activities do you do? I mean, uh, you got work, you got racing. Yeah. Uh, Dog watching. Huh? 
dog watching dog watching yep certified dog watcher certified forklift <laughs> operator um <laughs> i mean i uh, my newly found tiktok career oh um i spend oh, hit her up what waits, do you got huh what's your what's your, how, how do we find you on tiktok to, at tornado tory one four because nice. i'm a little predictable like that Copy. But, um <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I spend a lot of time on TikTok, more than I would like to admit, but... Um, <laughs> I think everybody says that. Yeah, it's bad. It's like a cult, honestly. Like, right? oh, yeah. <laughs> like, once you get in, you can't get out. But, um, no, I mean... Pretty much. <laughs> for real, like, that's how I feel. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But, um, I mean, it sounds like cheesy but literally everything i do is to benefit my racing in, in one way or another i mean i i enjoy working out but i work out so i can race better um i you know go go to work 40 actually i i go to work as much as they let me in the building because i like making money to put towards my race car yep. um i mean dedication yeah yeah it's uh kind of like a it's either all or nothing and that's kind of the point i'm at in my life is i mean you know last weekend i didn't do anything because well i mean i organized the the uh, toolbox on our pit cart but <laughs> like i said that's for Wait, racing you got a pit cart now too yeah yeah we <laughs> converted a um <laughs> we have to send you a picture of it because we converted a gas golf cart into our pit cart and um my dad actually knocked out both of the headlights on that thing trying to push me <laughs> and it it barely makes it uh to staging at cedar lake like i have to turn the wheels in the sprint car so they can get a get going you know <laughs> um but it gets the job done uh we got a, a sticker on the front front and center on the hood that says bitchin and the rest is nice. all blacked out <laughs> yeah. yes yeah uh we're gonna put a quick release steering wheel on there this year though to nice you know really enforce the bitch in right yeah hey you might have some competition oh oh brent he's got a hell of a pit cart too so really? sprint cars are ever there with late models you call up brent and see if you guys can do a little mm. quick race during you know like intermission or something. hey okay so in all seriousness that golf cart can jump my driveway I've jumped my driveway so many nice. times. <laughs> you can hear the tools. I don't even take the tools out. They go clicking around in the back. Hopefully dad that... ain't listening right now. <laughs> dead ass, so I can clear it perfectly. Yeah. So basically, if we take the impact out, you might be able to get a little extra height. Honestly, right? yeah. Yeah. We might we overshoot tic- that thing. Yeah, we need a TikTok video of that. Hmm? We need a TikTok video of that. Of the jumping the okay. Yeah, you jumping yeah. the Summer driveway. comes around, no problem. I mean, it's we serious, could probably, like, should we drive up there? Might as well. I mean, we could probably help out. Yeah. Right. I mean, honestly, like, I wash it every week, just like when I wash the car, and, and I take it for a spin and a little jump just to get the water off. So That's how you knock the yeah. clay off from yeah. last week. Yeah, it's, it's really good, actually. It's a nice program. <laughs> we call it the shake-off program. <laughs> so I want to get into Have you listened to any of your podcasts yet? Yeah. Yeah, I have, actually. So you've heard about the two-minute to possibly 25-minute. Yes. Inter- yes, okay. I have. I have. This is big. You want to do a test run quick? A test run? Sure. Yeah. Favorite racetrack? What? what? Knoxville. Oh, pretty quick. Oh, that's quick. Pretty quick. Quick time. Quick time. <laughs> <laughs> I say that for literally everything. Everything. Like, I mean, <laughs> got, like, well, when I was living at my dad's house and, and I'd uh, 
you know, because there's we have <laughs> there's a point where we all had to say or like use the same same bathroom while he was remodeling I, his, and he was like, "Don't take forever in the shower." Like five other people have to shower, and I'd take like a thirty minute shower, whatever, taking my time, and and I'd come out like quick time, <laughs> and my whole family was just like, "We hate you." Oh <laughs> man. Anyways, well, I had a different idea, but it was definitely about the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Quick time. <laughs> Wouldn't go in there after that one, though. Uh, all right. Doing That's, it for real? Doing it for Dale. Oh, boy. Go ahead. Um, who's your favorite driver? Donnie Shots. Favorite uh, old person thing that you do? Uh be in bed by 8 p.m. on the weekends. Yes. <laughs> um, what's your favorite uh, favorite thing to drink? Uh, watermelon Red Bull. Ooh, I have not tried that. Oh, Neither. I had one on my way here actually. No. Get myself amped. Yeah. I need. It's my favorite. Literally. I'm a big Red Bull fan, but I've never had the watermelon. I uh I I I mean okay let's be honest my favorite energy drink is Nos not because of the taste I'm actually a very very picky eater and drinker about flavors and everything um but I obviously like Nice because they support racing um but I love the taste of Red Bull because it's only lightly carbonated mm-hmm. big big on the carbonation over here I'm feeling kind of left out right now. This is a, okay. Random question here, but did you ever have the uh, the yellow and black nos? Yellow and black. I don't. Oh, think that's so. like wait. We're going way. They back. discontinued it like a year or two ago. Maybe probably two now. I recall this. That was definitely my favorite, and they just cut it out of the really? lineup. I hope they come out with a watermelon flavor. To be honest with you, because I like almost everything watermelon, <laughs> even even if it's a <laughs> the watermelon <laughs> sour patch kids are what started that for me. Yeah, it's uh, that's a dark road to go. So, down. how do you feel about actual eating actual watermelon? Oh, I hate it. Can't stand it. What? Yes. What? Same with bananas. Like I, like, I hate I like real bananas, bananas, but banana flavoring, really? love it every time. I, I never understood that. Why do I love watermelon flavored everything? But you give me a slice of watermelon, and it's like, nah. Really? Yep. Same way though. Same huh. way. I do like bananas, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, this is why it takes 25 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not the person to be But if you quick. actually time the questions and answers, it's probably only two minutes. Right. Honestly. Sometimes you just need to stop and explain stuff. <laughs> Would you rather look like a potato or feel like a potato? Uh, Look like a potato. Because mm-hmm. I could look like a potato and still drive fast. But if I feel like a potato, I'm probably not going to be set in quick times. Wow. That's about the same as Sammy. Didn't he say? F- yeah, I think it. Yeah. He said feel like a potato or look like a potato. I don't know. First, that's probably the best. I think that's the best. Uh, I'm going to quit talking. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you said after I asked the question and explained yourself, there, explanation. Done. Yep. Um, If you were going to sing karaoke, what song would you go to? Uh, Any Man of Mine by Shania Twain. No way. Hell yeah. No yep. Way. You Big and Gunner sh- would get along. <laughs> Big Shania girl. Love uh, Shania. If they didn't have Shania, probably anything by NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, tell me if Shania comes on and you're on a dance floor, 
Tell me you're not going to dance to it. I will find the closest pair of cowgirl boots in line <laughs> dance the night away. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I am a true cowgirl at heart, believe it or not. So I, I grew up on a, on a hobby farm most of my life. I had ponies and goats and literally everything you could possibly think of. So, yeah, me and Chennai go way back. I'm telling you, Gunner, I bet you she's never danced by herself on the dance floor to NSYNC, though. Well, you got to do what you got to do and nobody wants to dance with you. <laughs> He literally did the slow spin, and he did the finger, and then he flipped the wrist, and he's like, oh, come on. It's a good time. And there is no one except for the DJ out there. Hey, when you're feeling it, you're feeling it. He was I mean, Somebody's got to be the hype man, yep. you know? Somebody has to. Oh, it's golden. Oh, I'll never forget that. Much respect for that. Much yeah. respect. <laughs> he was enjoying himself that day. Oh, it was a good time. Too bad Jesse missed it. <clears throat> he missed pretty much the whole wedding. Yeah. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He, no, he, he was, was the wedding. Yeah, was <laughs> All right. <clears throat> You're up. Oh, it's my turn? Yeah. Yeah. How many Sour Patch Kids do you think you fit in your mouth at one time? <laughs> Probably at least 53. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> okay, we need to freshen up here. We got a competitor on our I hands. I know. <laughs> all right. So that was all pregame. <laughs> yeah. Because we that got was a, your guys' practice yeah, round. Got yeah, it. Apparently. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Ready? No. <laughs> I feel like she's gonna get us. She's gonna pause us. How many tariffs do you pull on your average feature? On about six usually. I I'm very conservative with tariffs very conservative you wipe them don't you yeah i do (laughs) i get yelled at actually when i come in and i don't go through like a whole pack they're like that's gonna hurt you sometime like you don't need to be wiping we can just tear them away like i'm like well yeah but you're not paying 33 dollars a sleeve (laughs) it's like every time i stack it it's ten dollars yeah, legit. Like, here's a tent. Here's yeah, a tent. it's like every time I rip one, it's a dollar. You like, hear some no. of these guys like on tour racing at like just you know crazy juicy tracks that are going through thirty in one race. I'm like, excuse uh, me, <laughs> like no, <laughs> that's sixty bucks. Yeah, no, I will. I'll race visor open before I do thirty tear offs in one race. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that would be possible though. Eyes are open. Yeah. That would hurt really bad. I feel like you probably wouldn't. I seriously hope it doesn't come to that. Let's not mark my words, but I'm just saying that's how conservative I am. Uh, We're putting a GoPro in the car (laughs) for hot laps. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I do actually go through probably like on like compared to like laps to tear off ratio. I go through the most tear offs in hot laps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why I don't. Which is annoying. I hot lap every time. It's not true. Okay. Coca-Cola, Mountain Dew, or Bud Light? Which one are you drinking? I actually, I don't like either of them. I, uh, I'm i solely a watermelon Red Bull or a water girl. Hmm. And if I'm drinking, it's watermelon Red Bull with Tito's. Tito's? Whoa. Yeah, big Tito's fan. Wow. Yeah. What the, what's your favorite brand of water? Okay, so for an <laughs> shoot <laughs> for, a, for the avid avid water drinker that I am, like literally, I drink probably about a gallon of water a day. I don't taste a difference in water. What? I dead serious. Unless it's well water versus like like other water, I can right. tell a difference when it's well water. 
But otherwise, like, any water's fine. I don't like it cold, though. I got to have it, like, room temperature at least. All Same. your water? Yep. So I effed up. I brought you a cold water. No, no, you're good. You're That's good. why she hasn't Actually, touched I forgot, it yet. Actually, I forgot this was Should mine. I turn the hot water valve on? So it gets- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do. I keep a case of water. Like- See, I hate Dasani. Yeah. And Dasani, I think Dasani's terrible. It's so the, um, acidic. The only way that I actually don't like water is with the McDonald's straws. It's only you the McDonald's straws. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, it just tastes weird. But <laughs> McDonald's Coke. Oof. Yeah, but she don't like Coke. We're trying to keep yeah. the guests. I in do the put a can of Coke in with my fire suits, though, like when I wash them. So a whole can. Whole can of Coke. Wait, That's what? it. What'd you just say? I put whole, a whole can of Coke. Yep. A little bit of molecule too, but mostly the whole can of Coke is what makes the magic happen there with the suit. Cleans it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. And keeps the fire resistant to TTFC. Mm-hmm. Did you get that last word? I My mind's to... blown right now. I've never heard of that. You've it's never wild. put Coke with your suit? No. So I guess if I had to choose, I'd choose like Coke as my favorite, but not for the taste. Because it, it washes my suits. Because it washes Thankful for them. Uh, Did you know that warm Coca-Cola can help a uh, bellyache? Yep. Huh. Really? Yep. Wow. I actually like my Coke warm rather than cold. That's weird. Yep. I, I'm not a Coke drinker or even pop at all, but that does sound weird. Wow. We tried to go full force and just ended up talking for three minutes. Anyway. <laughs> I'm ready for more, though. It's, yeah. This, well, we could have done going. a whole... Should we do a part two with just two-minute questions for Tori? <laughs> yeah. All right. Go ahead. Your turn. Um, what's your favorite dinner? Favorite dinner? Uh, spicy chicken bites from Knoxville. Nice. Oh, yes. Literally, that's one of the best things about going there is I get spicy chicken bites at least once a week. Yep. Their food's delicious down there. Mm-hmm. Expensive, dear nationals. Oh, have you ever had the Aloha plate? No. At no, nationals, I've it's so it. It's only there during nationals week, but man, oh, man. When I say I almost shed a tear when they weren't there for the one and only because I'm going to have to go almost... Yeah, two full years without an Aloha plate. <laughs> I say I almost shed a tear. That's how much I love it. What is it? <laughs> to be honest, I don't even know. But like, <laughs> but I don't good. know. <laughs> the thing is, I don't know what kind of meat it is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, I don't really know. I don't good. know what kind of sauce they cook it in or nothing. But <sighs> they serve it with rice and a wonton, <laughs> and it's amazing. So the wonton does it. Yeah. You can't really beat anything that's served with wonton, oh. so they've got that going for them. But whatever, whatever that mixture is, is fire. I should try. Rice sounds really good. Did you know I made a fourteen-pound brisket? Yeah, I I've smoked seen that. it for like sixteen hours. Yeah. Oh. That, do you love brisket? Um. Not sure. I'm not sure. Actually, I don't know. It's about this big. Whoa. It's a big old chunk of meat. I smoked it for 16 hours when I made that first cut. So, you know, like, there's people over. We're going to eat all this, so it's there's a lot of pressure on me. Right. Like, I made backup food just in case when I sliced into that thing. That sounds, sounds good. I feel like I could sell you on brisket. I got you. Want me to warm you up some? I could warm you up some before you <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. So, if you're on a racetrack, uh, what we're, object... We're is your least favorite on the track <laughs> the infield tires yeah makes for good pictures though come on oh yeah i mean yeah the the wheelie pictures are 
are one of a kind for sure. But actually, I got a hell of a concussion from that ordeal. Really? I bet it, you did. It was so bad, actually. Like, when I tell you it literally messed up my circadian rhythm, like, to this day, like, I cannot sleep at night. I can only, like, sleep peacefully during the day. Jesus. It's literally from that concussion. You're, like, yeah. nocturnal now. Yeah. 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 It's me been, nocturnal. I've actually recently been trying to put a lot of effort into, like, getting that back on track but um anyways yeah infield tires for me <laughs> i hate infield tires yeah. yeah okay well we're getting uh pretty close here hour and a half yeah all right let's go full bore on these two minute questions we can't explain them i really want to get into like a quick one <laughs> well copy do your question uh Left sock or right sock? Which one goes on first? Right. Uh, favorite clothing brand? American Eagle. Color? Purple. Um, shoe color? Black. Fast food restaurant? Chick-fil-A. Favorite? Oh, oh, God, I love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Shit's falling. Shit's falling. <laughs> Um, I don't. I so lost my train. <laughs> All she had to do is say Chick Fil A. <laughs> That's uh, it. It's impossible. Apple or Android? Apple. Favorite app? TikTok. Uh, <laughs> I'm so lost. Car brand? Chevy. What car would you get if you could have anything to drive on the street? 1969 Chevy Cheyenne lifted. Nice. Oh, I want to talk about this. Uh, <laughs> most expensive thing you've ever broke. You can't say race car. Uh, motor? That's still race car. Oh, gosh. Uh, God, yes. I'm, I'm pretty hard on equipment here, so I don't know. Hair dryer? Like, My knee? That's that, close yeah. enough. That costs a lot of money. <laughs> Probably the lady's face after she wrecked you. I did break break a guy's nose once. Yes, I, nice. I mean, I said I wasn't gonna explain, but yeah, I, um, I'm not allowed at haunted houses anymore because of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dead awesome. serious. If you found ten thousand dollars, what would you do with it? Uh, buy race car parts. Mm. <laughs> what if you found five grand and couldn't buy race car parts? Couldn't buy race car parts. <laughs> oh God, probably pay off some student loans so i could put more money towards race car parts <laughs> <laughs> smartest thing you've ever done honestly stop going to school dumbest I, thing you've ever done <laughs> dumbest thing i've ever done yeah uh go to school and really not know what i'm going to do with it true same i did the same yeah i literally went to college and told everybody i'm going to be a professional race car driver <laughs> and they're like okay <laughs> why are you here <laughs> yeah uh corn broccoli or mashed potatoes mashed potatoes every day Shit. i was trying to find one he went to. <laughs> <laughs> um if you could be an owl or an eagle which one would you be an eagle it destination for vacationing australia during speed week destination vacationing <laughs> without race cars <laughs> uh, anywhere with tito's in a beach so like hawaii or yeah, Cuba? that'll do yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> put me on a beach i don't care yeah, yeah so let me lay dude you gotta mask up on the beach in hawaii right now 
Really? Okay. That'd be uh, some awful Let's fan not lines. get into it. It deserves a moment um, of silence. Well, airfare was 300 there and back, but you have to wear a mask on the beach. I said, if you guys are scared of fresh air, you can off. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, Cheetos, Doritos, or Fritos? None of them, honestly. We don't eat chips. I mean, I do. It's always like the Ripples sour cream oh, cheddar. Oh, yeah, I got some. I should go get them. I'm hungry. Huge fan. Uh, I'm I'm running out of questions. To be You're honest, running out. Okay, I'll take over. You got it. <laughs> I think <laughs> so. <laughs> <Let it laughs> it. Uh, do you remember how many miles it was to Knoxville from your place? I don't know how many miles, but it's five hours on the dot with a trailer, and my dad driving. That makes a difference. So, what was your worst worst thing that happened on the way to Knoxville? Or on the way home. Honestly, I just always overestimate my bladder. (laughs) (laughs) When I say (laughs) there's times that I've been in so much pain from having to pee so bad that I see my life flash before my eyes. I mean it. Been there. Yeah. You ever had it where everything just is like whoa, 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 whoa? <laughs> yeah. Like, like God, yeah. I should have pulled out. Vision's the going black, and yeah, it's yeah. not going good. Been there. <laughs> what was really shitty is when you're riding in a big semi across the country, yeah, <laughs> and you don't want to be that one guy, like, <laughs> right, dude. I know we just peed an hour ago, but <laughs> yeah, I yeah, really I'm always that go. person. Just go on a road trip with me. I would. I'll bite the bullet every time. I really, really got to go. <laughs> <laughs> we're on that lightweight race car program where we got lightweight organs included. Right. You know, yes. We're full in. I had to take three millimeters off the bladder to get to an <laughs> extra pound down. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Italian. Favorite Italian food? Uh, mozzarella sticks. That's a good choice. I don't know. I think they're deep fried, though. Is that Italian? Okay, spaghetti lasagna. Spaghetti. With meatballs. All right. Final question. If you were an eagle, right? (laughs) You're the biggest, baddest eagle in the entire world. Yep. Alaska is your home front. And there's a whale yelling at you saying that you're a tiny little eagle. What do you do? Um, Probably show them one specific feather on my big ass wings. And then claw them in the face and yeah. rip their eye out. Yeah. Kind of like flipping the bird, but if you're a bird, it's kind of redundant. Flip the feather. So it's just one feather. Yeah. <laughs> what up? All right. That's Tori Knutson. Tori, I know uh, we appreciate having you drive the hour over to us because it is extremely easier to do it in person because then we get to know the person, see the person, react to the person. Um we have some sponsors we know you have some sponsors we'll go through ours real quick jiggy signs and graphics came on last week yep if uh anybody needs a window or bumper sticker i don't know which one it is but it's just a smaller sticker that will go everywhere especially bathroom mirrors yeah bathroom stalls other people's rigs that's the best place to put them yep (laughs) um your helmet it doesn't matter they will fit on the bottom of your shoe I mean, if you're one of them guys that runs the top, hits the cushion a lot, and may possibly flip over once a week, put it on your floor pan for us. I wish I had a sticker on my floor pan for that wheelie picture I pulled. Yeah. So, yeah, we got got Jiggy. We got Thunder Hill. Liquid Nitro. 
Uh, we do have a new one coming on. Uh, qualityfreightrate.com. Dot com. Um, Kick-Ass Beef Jerky. And SKD. SKD. He's a pimp. Yeah. Scotty, I hope you listen to this episode. He's golden, man. Yeah. He does some good work. Real nice. Does all, all of our my... uh, pictures for Facebook, so yep. they're pretty sweet. Me and him collaborate once a week, plus I race together. Um, yeah. I do have all uh, any of you that are my fans. It's <laughs> probably like two on here. <laughs> my actual racing fans. If you order a sweatshirt, they are going to be available here shortly. I found some. There was a cotton, short- cotton shortage. Anyways, Tori, thank you. Uh, do your shout-outs. Tell the people that you love them. Yeah. Well, thank no, th- thank you guys for having me. I mean, honestly, it's cool to just sit down and, and talk to cool people that, that know what's up in the racing world. So that's always nice, and, and it's it's cool to get fresh content like that out to, out to people, especially, like, in a day like today where content is basically – just all politics and, right. and cool. you don't know really what's going on anyway so uh yeah it's i'm happy to be here of course um and you know i wouldn't be able to sit here and talk about my racing career if it wasn't for my sponsors it really takes a full village to keep the 14k on the track <laughs> um so super thankful for them it's uh unique movers minnesota native landscapes brentison companies evenson enterprises racing Lou Fagers, Graber Racing Components, FK Rodins, Hawk Wings, Kaiser Wheels, Butler Built Seats, R&W Welding, Arai Helmets, and Rooster Graphics are all helping me out and keeping me going. Heck Some yeah. good names right there. It's kind of cool when, uh, how you got them listed out there. I know it's yeah, it's difficult to uh, try and remember all the sponsors sometimes. It's but. it's difficult this time of year when you know you don't you're not saying it over and over, right. and, and you're not seeing all the all the stickers on your car every week. It's uh, and you got some new ones on board too. So um, it's uh, this time of year is a little hard. I do gotta list them out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and what is what's your plans for 2021? I mean the short view. I mean I know you picked up some more sponsors and stuff, but what's I mean. Where are you going next year, this year? I next year, is. so next year is going to be big. Um, so <laughs> without getting too far into it, my position at Graco is through actually a temp agency. So I work full-time, um, and, and they keep me there. Like, they, they'd love to hire me as a, as a Graco employee, but um, I'd have to take way too much vacation time for them to do that. So I just stay there as, like, a, you know, contractor uh, forklift operator but i am actually probably gonna take a couple months off of my forklift duties and focus solely on racing probably june Hell through august yeah, brother. Uh, yeah it's uh it's gonna be wild i'm a little scared for it actually <laughs> without that consistent paycheck you're not scared it's i've no, it's no, something no. i wanted to do my whole life is just focus only on racing and see how far and and, and how much progress we can make when that's my soul mm-hmm. you know priority day in and day out um so we're gonna be doing a lot a lot of racing um especially june through august um hit as many outlaw and all-star shows as we can that are local because that's about the time when they'll be in town and we're gonna race uh knoxville weekly and then depending on how that goes i'd you know really like to go out to pennsylvania and maybe race like the national open and um maybe a couple shows at port royal and um and see see what happens there but it kind of depends on 
if we have a car at the end right. of the year. So. <laughs> and where can people follow you to see that schedule? Uh, so my Facebook page is updated every week on where we're going to go. It's Tornado Tory Racing on Facebook. And I try to keep up to date on Instagram, too, about where we're going to be racing. That's at Tornado Tory 14. And then I'm pretty active on Twitter also, and that's also Tornado Tory 14. Sweet. Heck, yeah. Check her out. Follow her up. Yeah, thank you guys. Good luck Heck next yeah. well this year. Uh, we'll be following you. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be seeing you guys around. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we'll <laughs> make her out somewhere. <laughs> we might have to put the build two sticker on the car. Oh heck yeah, <laughs> <Nice>. yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, All right. Tori. Thank We're you. Out.